The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. Over the middle to the end zone, and Doozy has his second touchdown of the year, and Iowa strikes first. Doozy, one of the better tight end catchers on this football team. There's multiple tight ends, but he's able to beat Flo Harden to the inside. A little bunch or trip set to the wide side, single out Smith to the short side, and you're able to win on man-to-man -man coverage. That's just good football. Marshall Kane adds the extra point. Felt like an old-school Big Ten drive. 15 plays and 80 yards over seven minutes plus. Hello and welcome into Quick Hits on Hawkeyes, Mike. I'm KGYM Radio's Tyler Chumlin. It's an idle week for the Hawkeyes in week six, looking to inch one game closer to bowl eligibility October 11th at Kinnick Stadium against the Indiana Hoosiers in week seven. Kevin Wilson's Hoosiers, an up and down season so far, three and two on the year going into the game. Lost a couple weeks ago to Big Ten newcomer Maryland uh, at home, but they got off the snide with a big win over North Texas, 49 to 24 the week prior to heading to Iowa City, trying to get back some of that momentum that they had when they beat Missouri in Columbia a couple weeks ago on September 20th. The Hawkeyes, although 4-1 heading into the homecoming matchup, have been less than impressive really to the naked eye, though. The offense seemed anemic at times, and there was a perceived quarterback dilemma facing the black and gold as well. Should the quarterback be junior Jake Rudak, who hadn't shown anything really to be removed from the role, or the flavor of the season's sophomore C.J. Beathard, who a lot of fans have been clamoring for for weeks now? Well, Kirk Ferentz said it would be Rudak, but Beathard would see significant playing time under center going into the Indiana game. There's an adage, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't really have any. We'll see. More on that later. The game started off slow with each team exchanging punts with just under 12 minutes to go in the first quarter. Iowa got the ball at its own 20-yard line, looking to sustain a drive and dominate time of possession. Mission accomplished. Iowa, 15 plays, 80 yards, 7-13 time elapsed, capped off by a touchdown toss from Rudock to tight end Jake Doozy of 12 yards. Iowa gave the ball back to Indiana, but on third and three, Hoosier quarterback Nate Sudfeld tossed the ball to the left side of the field where Desmond King made a great break and one-handed catch for the interception. Nothing but green grass in front of him for the Iowa touchdown to put the Hawkeyes up 14-0. This is beginning of the fireworks for the Hawkeyes and the Hoosiers. Here's what Desmond King had to say after the game about what he saw on the interception. Yeah, I was I was just praying that he didn't throw it, but then once he threw it, I was like, yeah, it's, it's my chance to take it. I mentioned the fireworks. It's been kind of a crazy season for Iowa. Offense looking anemic at times, kind of boring, kind of slow. Iowa got the ball back at its own 28 after a quick Indiana three and out. Jake Rudock takes a lot of heat for not being able to throw the ball down the field and being able to throw the deep ball. Well, this drive lasted just one play. A big 72-yard bomb pass down the field to Damon Powell for the touchdown. They propels Iowa to a 21-0 lead. At this point, we're still in the first quarter, and the Iowa Hawkeyes have scored 21 points. We're all kind of looking at each other in the press box thinking, what is going on? This is an Iowa team that we haven't seen all year long. Iowa was grounded a little on Indiana's next possession after IU running back Tevin Coleman rattled off a great 83-yard touchdown run to pull the Hoosiers to down 14-21-7. Tevin Coleman, and we're going to talk a lot about more, more about him throughout the next weeks and even through the rest of the season because this kid is an incredible running back, an incredible story. He is going to be there when postseason awards are being given out at the end of the season. Iowa got the ball back at its own 40. Not really known for the big play this season or the Hawkeyes, as we've alluded to and as we've mentioned, but freshman running back Jonathan Parker split out to the right side. Jet sweep to the left with the speedster. He turned the burners on, slicing through the Indiana defense for another Iowa touchdown. 60-yard jet sweep. You don't hear 60-yard jet sweep for the Iowa touchdown very often. Iowa up 28-7. to We're still in the first quarter, folks, and Iowa just 
scored on its first play. Two consecutive possessions. It's like the twilight zone. Indiana answered as the second period got underway with a touchdown pass from Sudfield to Nick Stoner. 28-14 to now. We've got ourselves a good old-fashioned track meet on our hands. Not really something I wanted to going into this one. Mark Weissman was very adamant about that on Tuesday last week saying, look, we don't want to get into a track meet with this team. We want to dominate time of possession. I was able to do that, and we'll get to the stats here in a little bit, but it's a track meet. I was on the right side of things thus far. Indiana pulled out the trickeration after the Sudfeld TD onside kick to recover at the Indiana 46. I, I don't get this. Iowa's struggling to cover onside kicks again. Kirk Ferentz actually admitted in his postgame news conference that the Hawkeyes worked on this earlier in the week, but they were unable to execute yet again on an onside kick. The onside kick, I mean, you know, I'm not just, I'll share this with you. They, they did one last week too, so we might have talked about it and covered it a couple times this week, And uh, but you'd never know it watching us play. So that that's just bad coaching on our part, and uh, I'm reminded of uh, Bill Parcells as a young coach. I think it was at Hastings College. Hey, coach, I covered that 43 times with the guy this week, and the head coach told him, you better do it 44. So that, that's kind of what that looked like a little bit. We just, we're going to have to get some of that stuff corrected. Although IU recovered the kick, they were unable to turn it into points, and Iowa got the ball back at their own 10-yard line. Three and out and back to familiar Hawkeye offense for the Iowa Hawkeye offense. Indiana only needed one play in their next possession. Tevin Coleman, again, a 45-yard scamper for the Iowa, for the Indiana touchdown, 28-21. to Hawkeye still leading, but Indiana looks like they're storming back. Now look, Tevin Coleman, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit as well. Tevin Coleman is a playmaker, and this is a guy, every time he touched the ball, it seemed, he was able to get in space and put the Indiana offense on his back. After the big run by Coleman, each team exchanged punts again. Iowa put in C.J. Beathard, who didn't really look as sharp as we've seen him so far this season, which we'll continue to have that conversation about the quarterback controversy or quandary or situation in Iowa City. But Iowa got the ball back at its own 37 after IU punted and Rudock came back in the game. Rudock had looked very, very good to this point. He hit Tavon Smith for a 32-yard gain to start this drive. Iowa pieced together an eight-play 59-yard drive capped off by a 22-yard field goal from the junior kicker Marshall Kane. Iowa up 31-21. to First half was a whirlwind already for Iowa and it continued when Bo Bauer nabbed his second pick of the season at the IU 37. The pass was thrown by Chris Covington, though the backup to Sudfeld. Sudfeld left the game with an injury uh, at, in, in the first half and he did not return to this one. That is a big, big blow to Indiana going forward if he's not able to return because Covington, clearly inexperienced. Iowa was able to run down the clock and the ball and it was fourth and goal from the one yard line. The clock was set to expire. Ferentz rolls the dice. He's been doing this a lot this year because of the lack of uh, consistency in kicking. Rolls the dice. Mark Weissman run play, fourth and one, pays dividends. Iowa takes an impressive 38-21 to lead into the halftime break. Hawkeyes at halftime leading the way. We're going to go ahead and take a real quick break. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on. Up to 10 washings. Moisturizes. Alcohol-free. And safe for the kids. So go ahead. Touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins. Keep your hands germ-free all day. Welcome back to Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm KGYM Radio's Tyler Chumlin. The Iowa Hawkeyes take a lead 38-21 to into halftime. Lots of fireworks, lots of scoring in the first half for the Hawkeyes, as well as the Hoosiers on the October 11th homecoming game. The third quarter, rather uneventful, though. Neither team getting any offensive production to speak of. The final play of the quarter was a very nice 20-yard run by Bethard, who did get more playing time in the third than in the first half. The fourth quarter opened up with Iowa still leading 38-21, to same score as halftime. After CJB's nice run to catch, 
Cap the third. Iowa capitalized on the drive, getting Mark Weissman in the end zone again from one yard out. Iowa 45 to 21. Mark Weissman is so underappreciated, I think, for the Iowa fan base. The touchdown run was his eighth of the season. That matches his total from last season in 2013. The touchdown also made for his 24th touchdown in his career. That's good for a tie at fourth all time at Iowa with David Hudson. Likely going to be able to surpass Liddell Betts, who's third all time with 25 touchdowns. Probably not going to catch up with Tavian Banks and Cedric Shaw. They're up in the 30s, but Mark Weissman having an excellent career as an Iowa Hawkeye. Just when it looked like Indiana was down for the count, Tevin Coleman blasted through the Iowa defense yet again for another big TD run of 69 yards this time. This kid is an unbelievable back. If you don't, if you get a chance, watch Indiana going forward. They're going to be against Michigan State coming up this weekend. Probably going to be tough sledding for Coleman, but you look at the games coming up for IU. They've got Michigan on the road in a couple weeks, Penn State, Rutgers. He's going to be able to get his yards in those games. Again, the 69-yard touchdown for Coleman. They convert a two-point conversion, a win with the two-point conversion for Indiana. The one downside of the game for Iowa was allowing the big plays. Tevin Coleman's very good, and he'll be in the conversation for first-team all-conference, I think, at the end of the year. But Ferentz knows his team needs to work on stopping the big play. Here's his comments after the game. Yeah, I guess that's a thank you. You gave me a positive spin. I can use that tomorrow a little bit because uh, I was looking for one. But yeah, it's interesting coming in this game. They they haven't given up less than, or excuse me, uh, nobody's held them to under 200 yards rushing in a game. And you know, I looked at that stat and I just uh, you know found that kind of hard to believe. Uh, with all due respect, you know, but uh, you know, we we witnessed it firsthand. I mean, they worked us pretty good. Uh, those three runs that uh, Coleman had were outstanding runs. He, he's I said during the week, you know, all their backs are good, and they are. They're all good, but he's really good. And uh, you know, you get on the field live with a guy, and you really find out what he's like and what he's all about. He's I, I can't remember anybody doing that to us, you know. And I'm, I'm including us against ourselves in spring practice, August. We've had some good backs here: Fred Russell, Sean Green, Albert Young, and uh, you know, that's just you know, it's a little scary because we're going to face more good, good backs too. So we're going to have to get better up, you know, just stopping that run. Both teams going back and forth and back up. Chris Covington really struggled to get things going for IU. Well, it was a heavy dose of run it down your throat from Iowa. The Hawkeyes victorious, 45 to 29 over Indiana in the homecoming game. Desmond King addressed the differences Indiana presented with Covington in the game as opposed to the veteran Sudfeld, and I think that that was probably the game breaker for Indiana. Um, that after after number two came in, it became a run game system for them. So I mean, he he was very dangerous on, on the ground also. So we can see we saw that he can tuck the ball and get yards well. Did you guys kind of gear up though more for the run? Um, we kind yeah we kind of changed up our scheme um, and kind of played more more eyes on the run game. Another big storyline in this game was the shifting of the offensive line for Iowa. Right guard Jordan Walsh was injured early in the game and the Hawkeyes were forced to shuffle things up. It's the next man in mentality that Iowa's always had. Center Austin Blythe moves over to the guard spot due to injury. Walsh's backup Boone Myers is also injured so Tommy Gall steps in at center and gives the Hawkeyes a big time lift. Ferentz addressed this after the game in the bowels of Kinnick. That's one of the good stories of today for sure. You know we talk about next man in all the time and just said on the radio last uh, Friday night I was standing at a high school game with Tommy uh, and he could run for office down at Dowling. I mean uh, everybody loves him there. Uh, tremendous young guy and uh, you know his character really showed up today. He's been practicing well and Jordan came out early and uh, you know, so we just shifted Austin out and put Tommy in there and he did a you know, did a really nice job. The final from Kinnick Stadium October 11th, Iowa 45, the Indiana Hoosiers 29. Nice homecoming for the Hawkeyes. Here's the complete stat breakdown from the game on Saturday. First downs, Indiana 13, Iowa had 22. Total, total yards for each team, 426 for the Hawkeyes, 432 for Indiana. Each team ran over 60 plays, Indiana right at 60. Iowa ran 76 plays. Iowa rushed the ball 44 times for 207. Indiana 39 rushes for 316. Both teams had three touchdowns in the game. Net yards passing, Iowa 219 on 32 attempts, 21 completions, and two scores. Indiana 116 yards, 7 for 21 with one touchdown. Three interceptions for Indiana. Penalties on the day, 
nine penalties for Indiana for 110 yards. The Iowa keep Iowa Hawkeyes keeping things clean again. Four penalties for 30 yards. Interceptions. The Hawkeyes had three for a total of 35 yards on returns. One touchdown. Desmond King had that touchdown. Time of possession. Such an important stat for the Hawkeyes going into this game. Iowa 35 minutes and 20 seconds. Indiana 24 minutes and 40 seconds. Third down conversions. Iowa 5 of 16. Indiana 3 of 15. The Hawkeyes continuing to be successful on fourth down. 2 of 2 on Saturday. Indiana 1 of 1. Red zone chances. Iowa's really improved in the red zone from last year to this year. 4 for 4 again against Indiana. Indiana 1 for 2. Sacks. Iowa had 2. Indiana also had 2 on the game. The Hawkeyes only team to make a field goal. They had 1. They made 1. Indiana stats individually. Tevin Coleman. He had a big day for the Hoosiers. 15 rushes. 219 yards. 3 scores. Roberts had 8 attempts. 49 yards. Covington, the quarterback, the backup quarterback, 11 rushes for 41 yards on the day. A couple receivers had having uh, rushing as well. Harris the third, he had one rush for six yards, and Divine Redding had one two rushes for five yards. Nate Sudfeld, he had two uh, recorded rushes for minus four yards. Total rushing 316 for Indiana. Passing, Sudfeld, four for nine, one interception, 85 yards, and one touchdown. Covington, three for 12, two INTs, 31 yards. Really, really struggling the freshman for Indiana. Receiving, Tevin Coleman led the way with two catches for seven yards. No touchdowns in the receiving core for Indiana. They were a running team on Saturday. Shane Wynn, one catch, 62 yards. Ricky Jones, one catch, 20 yards. Roberts, one catch, 15. Nick Stoner had one catch for 13 as well. Harris, the second, had one catch for minus one yard. To the Hawkeyes on the ground, Mark Weissman, 21 rushes, 89 yards, two touchdowns for Iowa. Jonathan Parker, three carries, 63 yards gained. Lost a couple, though. 58 on the game, one touchdown for Parker. Jordan Kinzeri, eight touches, 32 yards. C.J. Beathard had four carries for 28 yards, including a big 20-yard run at the end of the third quarter. Tavon Smith had one carry for seven yards. Jake Rudock, three touches on the ground for minus seven. Both quarterbacks saw action, but Jake Rudock dominated things for the Hawkeyes. 19 for 27, 210, two scores for Rudock. Bethard, two for five, nine yards. Did not look nearly as sharp as we've seen the sophomore quarterback look so far this year. Receiving Tavon Smith, four catches, leading the way with Jake Doozy. Tavon Smith had 69 yards. Doozy had 23. Doozy also had the touchdown. Damon Powell, three catches, 85 yards, including that big one to spark things in the first half. He had one touchdown. Kimate Martin Manley also with three catches, 13 yards. Damon Bullock had two catches for 14 yards. Jacob Hillier nabbed one for six. Ray Hamilton had one for four. Macon Plowa had one for three yards. Matt Vandenberg also had a catch for three yards. Jonathan Parker had one catch for minus one yard. Punting on the day. I know a lot of people curious as to how Dylan Kidd is going to do going through the rest of the year. He had eight punts, 327 yards total. That's a 40.9 average. Three of those were inside the inside the 20. One of them was a touchback. Returns. Riley McCarron actually turned a couple punts. Not much doing, though. Kickoff returns. Jonathan Parker had a kickoff return. One for 33 yards. Marshall Kane had one field goal, 22 yards. Good field goal with 4.57 left in the second quarter. Marshall Kane kickoffs. He had seven kickoffs, 4.23 yards, five touchbacks. Taking a look at some defensive stats for the Hawkeyes. Nate Meyer led all, led all tacklers with 10 total tackles, four of those solo. Six of those were assists. Quentin Alston had eight. Six of those were assisted tackles. Desmond King had seven tackles. He also had the big interception for 35 yards and a touchdown. Reggie Spearman also had seven tackles. Louis Trinkapassad, he had six tackles. He also recorded a half a tackle for loss. Drew Rod had five tackles. Bo Bauer had three tackles as well as Carl Davis. Bo Bauer also had a big interception for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Carl Davis had half a sack in the game as well. John Laudermilk had two tackles. Greg Maven had two tackles uh, as well as Mike Hardy. Malik Rucker had one tackle. Tyler Kluver had one tackle. Josie Jewell had a tackle. Jalil Johnson, Travis Perry, and Jordan Lomax also had a tackle in the game against Indiana. There you 
you have it. Final, Kinnick Stadium, Iowa 45, Indiana 29. The Hawkeyes make the road trip for the first time to Bird Stadium to challenge Maryland. The newcomers of the Big Ten coming up looking for bowl eligibility. The Hawkeyes are 5-1, and one, sitting atop the Big 12 Western Division with Minnesota in a tie. Both teams 2-0 and oh after the Gophers dropped down Northwestern last weekend at TCF Bank Stadium. This has been Quick Hits on Hawkeyes, Mike. A big appreciation, big shout out to ESPNU for usage of their clip at the beginning of this. We'll be back next week after the Iowa-Maryland game. I'm Tyler Chumlin with KGYM Radio. This is Quick Hits on Hawkeyes, Mike. And broadcast school has really paid off. This has been a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike, LLC.